to Laugh Your Way to the Top. Is that the Laugh Your Way Something to the Top like that. it's- podcast? I'm Austin Fain. Joining me today is Zach Ryan in our very first initial podcast. We've never done one before, but we thought it might be a good idea to do one. Are you excited? I'm super nervous, I think. Uh, I just watch a lot of podcasts. I'm a big fan of them and uh, trying something new. We want to drive uh, media to our social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. So this is a good way to do it. While at the same time entertaining people and giving them the ins and outs of the metal roofing, windows, gutters, construction, marketing, all of those fields that we are involved with. Do you know how to run a podcast, Austin? Nah, that's no, why I got behind the scenes, it? guys. I got behind the scenes, guys. But uh, starting off, Zach, what do you do for a living? Oh, I do. I, I'm in sales, Austin. I do metal roofing, windows, gutters, soffit, fascia. I'll sell an ice cube to an Eskimo. It's okay. my favorite thing. How'd you get into that? Uh, I actually had a mentor that, that got me into sales. Ended up finishing high school and went to college for a little bit, just figured out it wasn't my thing, and reached out to, to a guy by the name of, of Dave Brady and got me into car sales. And next thing you know, met another good person that just got me to the roofing company. So it's, uh, it's a weird thing. You know, they always say you're built for it or you're not, but sales is, it's different. It's different. Probably a decent time to interject that this podcast is sponsored by Perfect Steel Solutions. It will be till we get better sponsors. Um, How we get this sponsor is I actually own a company uh, called Perfect Steel Solutions. We do metal roofing, windows, gutters, soffit, and fascia. So intermittently in this podcast, we'll be talking a lot about, you know, the sales, the marketing, uh, problems that we see in the market, good things that we see in the market, things we do for the customers and in our region. We are located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, probably get into it a little bit more. Should probably tell them how it all got started. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. We could do that. Um, tell me. So I started this. I started this company um, with a few buddies of mine um, about six years ago in July, and uh, I did. I was in the B2B market, which is business to business um, for my dad uh, back in the day, and uh, eventually got out of that and went into car sales, which was absolutely terrible for me. You hated um, it? I'm super soft. I know that you came from car sales, but I just wanted to say that I absolutely hated it. Why'd you not like it? What's different? What's different from car sales to roofing? I think the, uh, the ability to... They can go anywhere and get the same exact thing everywhere else. You don't have anything to offer them. I mean, you can be mildly entertaining or be efficient. People can go on the internet now with CarMax and all these other things and get way more of a selection for the exact same thing and price match. And and you're obviously charging more in a conventional dealership than than one of those people that don't have you know regular brick and mortars. You know, they have these superstores and stuff and. I don't know. They want you to sell to friends and family and stuff. I was never a big fan of that. Just, you know, going out and uh, trying to track people down the parking lot and run them down. Um, You don't do much running, do you? I don't do much running. I'm super fat. So uh, after that, um, I got fired because I didn't want to clean the uh, snow off of the cars in the wintertime, which seems like a weird thing that car salespeople would have to do. It's a weird thing. You have to go in no matter what, day off doesn't matter two inches you're shoveling snow so it's an eight-hour shift i said no and they could take their minimum wage 
good that. And then I had a buddy <laughs> went up to the cigar um, bar in Fort Wayne, and I had a buddy of mine that said, "Why don't you do this in home sales?" I had to quit because the hours didn't match up for him, but I made a lot of money, and I was like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I go into people's homes morning, noon, and after night, and I go in and sell them." Windows, roofing, solve a fascia gutters, all that stuff. And I go, that seems weird. Like, why wouldn't people go to, I mean, at this point, I don't even think I owned a house. And I was like, why would, and they're like a store you could go to to kind of purchase those items. And they're like, no, that's how it gets done. All right. So I ended up going there the first night and, uh, and getting the job. And then I worked for that guy for a minute. Um, after I worked for him for a while i made really decent money and i thought this was really fun i like meeting new people every day and i like the not having a boss um and being able to go cultivate my own stuff uh turns out that company was not a very legit company taking people's money the common contractor that we get stick the stigmata of taking old people's money um not doing the product bait and switches uh just all around terribleness isn't it crazy that contractors almost get the same type of sleazy title as bad car salespeople? yeah very I, similar i i think that's very true um i don't know anyone that's a huge fan in general of contractors maybe you have a favorite one but generally it's not you know everyone's favorite person to deal with plumbers electricians carpentry drywall paint unless you have your guy already um, new contractors seem to just want to come and take your money and make you wait six, eight months to get your project done. So how, how'd you get in the metal roofing? So let's, let's finish that story. Yeah, so I worked for that company, end up leaving. Cause I, I mean, it was weird. I mean, it was just a weird company and we'll probably get into that in later episodes, but it's just a weird company. I was leaving. I told the manager that I quit and he said, well, how about you start your own company? I'll just work for you. He's like, he's like, can you do that? And I was like, Yes, I know exactly how to do that. And uh, I went to the bank and asked them for like a quarter million dollars. A quarter of a million dollars? Yeah, they said yes, too. I was like, this is cool. Did you own a house at this time? Then we time? quit. Yeah, I think so. I think we had a, I owned a house at this time, a little $70,000 house in downtown Fort Wayne. And uh, we quit our jobs the very next day as soon as I got the approval. Turns out it takes like six, eight weeks to get all that paperwork done. So we didn't have anything to do. End up giving my dad the title for the, I don't know, F-150. I think it was a platinum F-150. Yeah, it was a platinum F-150. Still have it to this day. And uh, he gave me 25000 bucks, And uh, we started from there. Uh, we had about four or five people that came with us. Um, most of those people are still here to this day. Um, and that was about six years ago. And we started off small couple hundred thousand the first year in a small office that cost us $300 a month, included phone, electricity, everything. Then eventually we got a little bigger office, got a little bit more people, a few more marketers, a few more salespeople. And then we kept going and getting bigger to the point where, which brings us to the factory that our uh, on location podcast happens. This is the factory. We make all of our own metal roofing. Um, I thought, how hard could it be to make your own metal roofing it seemed like a pretty easy process where you just pretty much extrude the metal through a machine um, and i found some products that i liked that i wanted to emulate and uh so then after a while after three years i went to the bank and i was like you guys want to give me like a 30 year old you know two million 
you know, to make my own metal, a million dollars for the building, a million dollars for the machines. And they were like, yeah, I'm like, man, that seems irresponsible at best. It really does. And uh, so then we started the manufacturing. I ended up uh, buying out my other partner during that time, got divorced, threw myself into work, I actually lived in the factory in a trailer. In the factory? Uh, for a while. And uh, you don't have to pretend like you don't know this. And uh, I just think it's a crazy story, though. Yeah, it is. A lot of people say committed to work, right? You yeah. lived in the factory. Yeah, it was definitely weird, especially for dating in that time, trying to bring girls back to the factory. It's a pretty cool house to to show off. Thirty thousand square feet. Is that how you start when you when you picked them up? Yeah, I thought it was Southwest Fort Wayne, thirty thousand square foot house. <laughs> Wait, do you see it? And then going to a dirty old abandoned factory. So we put a lot of money in the factory, got the machines up and running. Um, still we're growing. We were probably five, six million at that point, And we were trucking along. Everything's good. COVID hit. And we're like, well, that was nice. That was a fun experiment. Um, love a fun time repossessing the, the, all the machines in the building and stuff like that. But it ended up being our best time ever where we exploded in growth um, to where we are now at around $10 million a year. Um, we do several hundred projects a year. Um, about, I would say, 90%. Being in the metal roofing, and then the other 10% being windows, soft fascia gutters, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, we have 70 employees now versus the uh, six that we started with. Was it more crazy opening the factory? You were more ner nervous then, or was it COVID? When COVID hit, were you like, man, stuff might fall? Or were you more nervous taking the jump from 1,200 square feet to 30,000 and taking on $2 million in debt? I'm not really sure. I just never thought it would, I just never thought it would not work. So, and then when COVID hit, it's like, can't send salespeople into homes, can't go out and install roofs. Um, luckily at that time, most of my installing crew was Amish um, at that time. And they didn't hear about the old COVID, so they wanted to work. And then the salespeople, um, while I did apply for the PPP loans and got those and paid everyone for six to 18 weeks, whatever that was in there, um, they didn't want to stop. So we came in, we mailed letters, we did everything besides going you know, into the houses um, and end up being just fine. We stayed in the market. We stayed pressing. Uh, we get all of our metal from SDI in Butler, uh, which is not too far away from us. It gets rolled in Butler at their flat roll division and then gets shipped down to Jeffersonville, painted and shipped back up to us. And they were really good about still maintaining loads and, and doing all that. So we never really shut down. And while everyone else sat at home, we grinded and end up coming up on top. So it was fun, and now we are here, 10 million a year in sales, uh, 70 people, in-house crews, uh, in-house sales, do everything in-house. We make our own product. We make it only for us, 30,000 square foot facility, and we don't, we, don't, uh, we don't share with anybody else. Would, would you ever take it back, or is the factory one of the better decisions you made? Well, I think we probably would have been done or at least shut down during COVID had we not been able to do that because while – the other manufacturers, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't produce anything because they were following the the laws and 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 doing that kind of stuff. I could come in here and do whatever I wanted um, and make the metal and and do all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because you lived here during that time, didn't you? Was the trailer still here during COVID? Mm, trailer could have been here still. Trailer might have still been here because we yeah. moved it a couple times. Yeah, trailer could have still been here. So, yeah, so it was. It was fun. You know, you made a lot of money during that time. Love, love COVID. And, uh, and a lot of people were struggling during that time. We felt really bad, you know, but uh, went out and had old ladies make us knitted mask and, yeah. you know, and we did whatever we could. 
I will say working for a small family owned during COVID, best thing ever. I don't I don't think anywhere else would have took care of us like like you did. I, I talked to a lot of the car guys after, and they were getting three hundred bucks a week. Yeah, and then they exploded after the after the. They were screwing the a lot of people. A lot of people got um, screwed on cars. I guess since we want to kind of parallel this with talking about metal roofing, windows and gutters and stuff like that, is there anything particular, non-sales wise, that you either like about what you do currently? Before we get into like how this business works and 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 all the aspects, is there anything that you currently like? Um, you've been doing this now for five years. Five years. Yep. Yep. Did a car lot for three years before that. I think my favorite thing, and you touched on it a little bit, is the freedom right of, of of running our own schedule and you are are probably one of the better people as a company for perfect steel of letting us have time off and relaxation there's no stress there's no bar we have to reach every week every month it doesn't matter for up or down in sales i think the true love of knowing the security of the job even if i'm doing terrible but the freedom's the biggest thing i'm i'm having a baby soon doesn't matter if congratulations I take, thanks thanks it's the first one so it's a boy or girl. Only Austin knows. I so he won't tell today. nobody. Won't tell nobody. Just picked it a day, and you tried to trick me to tell you. I almost had him. I think I he had. He didn't him. have me. He's he's a little smarter than sometimes we think. But no. no, the the freedom and family is the the coolest thing. And I I get goosebumps telling people. I you know how many customers I talk to, twelve hundred a year yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I get goosebumps, and I talk about the company in every house. And it's not because, like, we have to. No. That's I think we're special. I think we're special because a lot of the guys have been here. We have such low turnover. I mean, yeah. if you ever worked in a restaurant, if you ever worked construction or anything like that, it's a it's a real grind, and they and they really go through people, especially in the car lot. But um, I think here, building it with your friends and things like that, like, I got to hire, you know, my best friends to do all the different uh, jobs around here as we grew, and... Uh, and the people that really put in the time and the effort and the caring um, to do everything to get us to where we are now. And now we're kind of enjoying seeing the growth that we have. And we have an, uh, another office in Indianapolis and, and that continues to grow. And, and we continue to, to move up people and that stuff. It's really limited by actually, you know, the crews. Uh, we, we sell enough that we could do way more possibly but yeah. we're only limited by how much we can install and we don't ever want to get to a point where we're subcontracting everything out and have no way to put a hold on quality so does a lot of people subcontract out the install for I metal think, roofing I, I think that almost 90 percent of them do if you if you go to the bigger companies like they do commercial besides amish of course besides amish amish yeah i mean most. amish if you consider those you know kind of the same kind of companies if they're running it you know above board and everything like that um, they might have in-house and stuff, but against family, they might have a 12-year-old on the crew or something like that. But I think that unless you're commercial, I mean, generally, it's all 1099 roofing installers. Um, I'm finding out that it's very hard to to keep, not to keep, to train and, and, uh, and to have the best people in a timely fashion. I started in-house installing almost three years ago and I only have two crews. Whether you say that's like taking my time and doing it right, or you say it's really hard to, yeah, I mean, it's a hard job. It's the, I say that it's not the hardest job in Perfect Steel. What's the hardest? Canvassing. 
Canvassing is the hardest. Canvassing is the hardest job. Why? Tell people about that. I don't think a lot of people understand door to door. Yeah. One, how I don't it think works. We went, I don't think we went into the door to door yet. So, how our company mainly operates, I mean, we have a Google and we spend some amount on and Google AdWords and things like that, but maybe to the tune of $500 a week or something, something poor like that. Um, I don't think I've ever been on TV. Um, I don't do any of that stuff. We get all of our leads and, and all of our stuff by sending out marketers to the certain areas we want to do business at. For right now, we just got out of the South Bend area, um, and we'll send people door to door. They'll knock on the doors. They'll find roofs that generally need something done with it. They might have lifted shingles, something like that. Might see some age on the roof. Uh, you know how that gliocapsin magma gets on the roof and the mold, and you know generally old shingles. Uh, we do primarily re-roofs. We don't do any new construction. Um, so they're they're trying to find those houses, and then they set up those guys for uh, appointments um, for people like you to go in and explain our product and go through the PowerPoint and explain all the different options and colors and do all that kind of stuff. I I think as a door to door, have you ever knocked doors, Austin? Of course. How many times? A few times. Can you take a no? Does that motivate you? Because door to door, let people understand, they just think knocking doors, it's easy, right? Yeah, I think that. When you're in a door-to-door environment, you know, the mindset's really super important. And, you know, we've we've done the Sam Taggart training before. And if anyone looks this up and, and knows anything about door-to-door, Sam Taggart's a legend in the game. And uh, you just have to have a really outgoing type A personality to be super successful in this game because there's going to be people that don't want to talk to you. And you got to be like, I understand your roofs need to get done, though. What's up? Um, and I think that's the hardest job because you're constantly taking L's, you know, throughout the day. Yeah, I've only done it a few times. And I will say one day out driving in a car sucks. Five no's, six no's, I'm done. It's almost, imagine going to like the bar and talking to six or seven girls and they all say no. You're defeated. Yeah. You're defeated. It yeah. It hurts. It takes a special human being to do that. And luckily our other friend, who will be on this podcast eventually, and we'll also have canvases on here explaining what they do on a on a more day to day basis. But it's really hard. It's a really hard job. It's hot or it's cold. It's raining, and our business doesn't work unless they go out there and uh, hustle and get us those introductions, those warm introductions to the customers. Where you show up, they know Zach's coming. They know Zach's coming to talk about a metal roof, and they want to hear about it. You know? I love canvassers. I, I, so I love, we all love how, canvassers. Shout out to canvassers. How many roofs have you been on? You uh, own your own install when it, company. When, when, they, when I have to go into a roof, being 350 <laughs> pounds, six foot five, there's issues. That's a strong there's roof, issues. too. Yeah. Yeah, they're super strong. But... There's issues, and not like any other companies. I mean, we have issues, you know. Um, we tend to always solve them, but if I'm on a roof, things have gone massively bad. Yeah. Massively bad. You're usually shooting a commercial if, you, if you're going to do that. You're talking about it for a little bit, taking your shirt off with a drill. Yeah, we thought about roof. different marketing aspects that would be, like, low cost, that would get views and things like that. We'll see if this catches up. Um, we'll put stuff on the TV during future podcasts and stuff, and we'll talk about the best gutters we'll talk about the soffit and fascia and different parts of the roof different types of roofing um we'll talk about all that stuff in future podcasts but this is just a general 
excerpt into the introduction of metal roofing and what we do and what Perfect Steel is about, and then just learning a little bit about more about me because I'm going to be talking nonstop so many times in a row. Um, and we'll just go through. We'll have office people. We'll have canvassers. We'll have salespeople. I know I'll have friends in other businesses um, similar. I'm hoping to have competitors on here um, so they can talk about their kind of stuff. Um, I, the market can be very hardcore when it comes to that. I thought about this today, <clears throat> prepping for the podcast. Your, your look on success is a lot different than a lot of people, right? A lot of people, you always hear the vague answer. They want more time or more money. I think it's, it's fortunate because your success is different when you, when you really dig deep of why you want to be successful. And we touched on this a little bit last night. What you you care more about, you don't care about the money. You oh yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, let's talk about what drives people. And then let's, let's, let's tailor it to sales for you. And then we'll talk generally about owning a business for me. So generally when it comes to you, what motivates you and don't give the laissez faire answer of just like, I just want to see everybody <laughs> in love and I just want to put food on my table. Well, putting food on the table helps, but no success for me is, is, you know, Steve Harvey actually said it best in one of his shows to his kids is, you know, in life you get to to have an experience that you get to pass on, right? If it's money or property or whatever it is, the big thing for is, me is taking care of family, right? So Steve, when Steve Hardy started to say this, there's one thing, at the end of the day, I hope my family realizes that I worked so hard because I cared about them way more than I care about myself, right? And that quote hits so hard because that's why we do it. We don't go to, me and you are, are similar in those ways. We could care less about ourselves if we're successful. We care about the people around us being successful. And I learned that a lot from you. Yeah, don't right? steal my thunder. Don't steal my thunder. <laughs> hey, you taught me a lot in the past five years. Don't steal my thunder. But if it wasn't for you before this, I didn't I didn't care about that. I cared about making money. The almighty and, dollar. Yeah, I cared about just how long I can, can hang out with, with some friends and being away, it was more the time, but at the end of it, it's not that. No, it's not. I mean, it's different for everybody. What's your version? People, you? well, let's, let's talk about the many things that, before I just go and just put my, blah, all my stuff out there. I think that money obvi obviously motivates people. But when I found when running this company is, I've tried to motivate people with money so many times and it hasn't worked. Why? What's the, what? That's that's vague. That's vague because most people you talk to, right? They think mm -hmm. they make more money. It fixes issues. They they always think that. Um, I think a lot of it has to stems from uh, ethic. When you, when you go like you put a dollar amount on ethic, like, hey Zach, I will pay you five thousand dollars if you go talk to five thousand people this week. Most of the time, on the whole, it feels like you could. You know that's actually really good money i'd love to make and all i got to do is talk to five thousand people well you start off really strong you know day one and day two you're knocking out a thousand people no problem yeah you know and then you get to day three four now you've either you know felt comfortable or you made the connections that you needed to make or, or made the quota you need to make for whatever job that you're doing and then you quit before it can get to day six and seven uh, and i think that stops a lot of people when I've tried to do that. So when people think about money, it's, it's not all that that is. And then you got like status is a huge thing. Yeah, that's that's why I got into shoe collection for a little bit. Status is a huge thing that drives the market. 
Um, I think that cars, clothes, things like that, people see you in a different light. Your ego kind of speaks to however you present yourself. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm super white privileged by you only see me wear polo um, or work attire. Unless you see him in the morning, then... It's when he's working out, who knows? And no, it seems like I don't work out. I absolutely do. I'm just still fat. Um, but so like that status stuff that people get, I know that people, when they drive the nice company trucks or something like that and they roll up, that makes them feel good. Um, then you got people that want to go on vacations, like our behind-the-scene guy, Luke, who likes to do hippie stuff, like go and rent a camper van and go in the mountains or the desert or something like that with his girl for seven days and seven nights that's not that hippie though hippies like go hunt some mushrooms and no he's not doing that stuff camp in the woods he's pretty christian dude um but did you have vacations and, and time off in that the instagram life you yeah. know renting fancy cars and doing all that kind of stuff which is fun don't get me wrong i love doing that stuff um and then there's admiration you know it's telling so this person says i did a really good job um, I want to make my, you know, whatever your father figure is or whatever business that you have. Everyone has some sort of father figure at a company um, or a brother or peers or whatever that they want to impress or do good by. If you think that you have the next Wolf of Wall Street working at your company and the, the sales manager is amazing, you just want to make him proud of you, whatever that thing is, I mean, that motivates people too, to want to be better. Um, and then we get to me and what I like, I think. And I think that my favorite thing and what 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 gets me going is being the reason for people's success all the time um whether it's small successes big successes or or just celebrating wins things like that i i really really go hard i mean it was last night we rented out a arcade um what we did laser tech seems boastful but um you know we rented out for our company and and invited everyone their friends and family and neighbors or whoever wanted to go and it was just for us. Um, shout out Combat Apps. See if we can get a sponsor. It's not boastful because you don't do it for yourself and you don't post on Facebook or anything like that. But I, you know, but I, I like doing that. It makes me feel good when someone goes, well, that was an amazing night. Um, either we can't find the time to do that or I couldn't have the money to go do that sort of thing. Yep. Um, my kids really enjoyed it. Walking around with a lot of prizes or stories. I mean, we played dodgeball, for Christ's sakes, a bunch of grown men. And uh, we played Lights Out. That was awesome. We played Lights oh. Out. I think that I get, when I see the company now, it's six years, and I got my office manager um, from Stanley Steamer making $12 an hour, you know, which is nothing to shake a stick at, but and now she runs all the offices, all the office people, and uh, she does all my books, things like that, making way more. Couldn't run the company more. without her. Let's and be honest. She's got a nice house. She got married to my other best friend who uh, we played rugby with, and now they have a giant house and a nice neighborhood. Um, they have a kid, another one on the way, um, and I think that I feel partly responsible that both of them, her husband works as the operation manager, but um, I feel responsible for their success, and I feel like we're doing a good thing here, and I like being that reason that people are successful. Yeah. Yeah. Chris was, was designing stuff. So you've, they lived in a tiny little house before that, didn't they? I think they rented their dad's house, but. Did they? Now they're on a rental house and. Yeah, they own a rental house now and they're doing great. How, um, how do you like being a dad? You got Roscoe? Yeah, I have a son. Um, Roscoe's two. Um, shout out Roscoe. 
Um, hey, he's a lot, pretty, of, a lot of people love and hate Roscoe. Where'd you come up with Roscoe? Um, I thought That's, it'd be funny to name a kid Roscoe, and then I never thought of another better name, so we named him Roscoe. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Hated it at first. Yeah. Most Only because I know dogs named Roscoe. There's a lot of dogs named Roscoe. A lot of them. A lot of them. So what has been... I don't know. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's hear it. What's your favorite thing to sell? Out of the metal roofing, the windows, the soffit, the fascia, the gutters. Uh, Easy. Possibly getting into solar here in the next uh, several months. Windows. Um, windows. 100%. Why windows? People get a lot of satisfaction from windows, right? I could ask you the same question, reverse, and I'll answer it, right? What's more important, windows or roof, when it comes down to it? You can live in a house with bad windows, right? Right. I was going to say that. can't live in a house with bad roof. Right. But people will spend a crazy amount of money for windows, and it's a smaller amount compared to a $30,000 roof. You might spend ten grand for your windows. So people get more satisfaction to the windows, even though it's not as important. What makes the windows, is it an easier um, sale? People just get more excited. Yeah. People get more excited. How many times do you pull into your driveway and look at your roof? Oh. How many times do you open your windows? I can see you that. Know? I've never been... I never had anybody tell me that before, but yeah. I guess that makes sense. Windows people just love for some reason. It's a change, right? Just yeah. like if you go buy a new outfit, new clothes, you show up to a party and brand new outfit, how do you feel? Ooh, <clears> I never <throat> thought about the windows or the, or the new outfit for your house. Yeah. Sounds like a tagline that could be in social media. Um, does our windows, you know, um, I know that the installation is, is huge when you talk about windows because you can buy windows from where? Menards, Lowe's, Window World. You can buy it almost anywhere. You can find somebody probably on Facebook Marketplace giving you some free windows right now. And what makes us different than than anybody else? You just ran into somebody, you know, you know you've been to a lot of window leads probably in the last month. What makes us different? We travel and get the windows delivered from all the way from Piston, Pennsylvania, from a company called Interstate. And I've dissected... 50 window warranties. And I tell people, read theirs. It's not us just doing lifetime warranties. They go so deep, they don't start to prorate until you hit 51 years. Yeah. Most of us won't be alive in 51 years. Or at the same house. They've been almost 100 years and donated the windows to the Statue of Liberty, which I think is super cool. Very patriotic, right? But nobody will be at the same house 50 years. There's one in 1,000 people you meet, maybe 10,000 people that you meet been in the same house 50 years. So the warranty and that kind of stuff makes your windows easier to sell or the fact that there's a lot of misinformation about windows? I'm just trying to clarify. No, I think there's a – if you have the right salesperson, there's a lot of good information about windows. What's different from a window from us and a window from somebody else? Are you Not Menards. I'm asking you. you. Well, the, besides they're custom. So we, we send someone out. When you go sell a, a window, and a, a lot of our um, probably viewers are going to be customers of ours because we're going to put it on our Facebook page, but – when we sell it, we get an approximation on the uh, height and the width, um, which is called the United Inches in a window. And we generally quote it on that basis. And then we have uh, one of our window professionals go out there and actually measure the window. Because as you know, and I lived in old houses too, nothing's at a right angle after several years. You know, your house settles and stuff like that. And, and you know, you just can't plug and play all types of windows in there. So. We get a window that's custom built for your house. You might think that every window is the exact same double hung, but in, in reality, 
things have changed. And so we go in there and we measure them and they custom make the screens and they custom make the windows just for that hole in your house. Interstate's awesome. There's actually third-party websites on the on YouTube that talk about them. Showman Houses. Oh, do they really? Showman Houses, yep. They say it's one of the better windows out there. <clears throat> I think about it, right? What's what, what made you pick this panel for metal roofing? There's so many. We could have just went to Menards and bought metal. Why open a factory? Why did pick this panel? What's, what's so different? What's special? Because we talked about, do you love metal roofing? Do you love that you know you're giving a good product? A lot of questions built in there. A lot of questions. Let me tackle the um, the backstory of how our panel became into why not Menards uh, production. Is that we for since the the beginning when when I started, I didn't have enough money to um, to finance this company. I just didn't. I mean, I had twenty five thousand dollars. You can't do thirty thousand dollar roof projects. With twenty five thousand and pay people week to week, you just can't. Did, did you do take it. the loan out for the two fifty or no? You only never took got cash? it. Never oh. took too long. We quit our jobs the next day. <laughs> I had I had wrong inf- bad information, um, but Lake City was going to give me all the money and stuff, which would have been super cool. Uh, but um, it just wasn't on our timetable. So luckily, shout out Dad gave me twenty five thousand dollars. I gave him the title of the truck and we got the money. And so I needed a way to get. Um, the materials on like a 30 day uh, payment thing. Like give me front me two jobs. We'll do those two jobs. We'll give you the money and then I'll order two more jobs and continually do that. So I catch back up and I can prepay and no one was doing that. We have local companies here in Indiana and they would not give me a shot. Um, sucks for them now. Cause we're super big. Um, but Nobody would give me any credit, and like they shouldn't. I mean, I was 28 or something at the time. Um, it probably wasn't a good look. But Metal Exteriors out of Shiloh, Ohio, shout out Metal Exteriors, um, they gave me that that, that loan term, basically. They give me two jobs. They'll deliver them. They'll do all that kind of stuff, and then I'll install them. How small was Metal Exteriors when we started? They were They were decent, but they... If you look them up now, they are absolutely massive. Um, two guys, uh, Carl and Lauren, who um, run Melix Steers, super good. They, me and my business partner at the time, we went there and, and looked at. They had something that um, that not everyone's familiar with, and everyone's familiar with Ag Panel, right? The agricultural style panel, um, where it's got the rounded ribs. In the barn panel is the best way to explain barn that. panel. I think a lot of people, you know, ten or barn panel. A lot of people refer to it as that. Um, they had something different. They had an elite rib panel that I just absolutely loved. Um, I fell in love with it um, from the very beginning. Um, it had high ribs and they had high miners, um, and it's a very strong panel. And they had a coating on it that I was like, legit, because barn panel is what. I don't know. You tell me. You know the metal roof. Well, if you can't sell this, um, barn panel is very shiny, and when you have a lot of shine in anything that's going to be outdoors for many years, it's going to lose that sheen. Uh, whether it's outdoor furniture, we've tables, all seen things faded like metal that. roofs. Faded metal roofs everywhere, and they're not made to be lifetime, you know, products. Um, and so these people had a texture. It was a matte finish, uh, you know, and and it was a really cool looking panel that kind of hid the fasteners um, which I thought was cool the the ribs were so high that they would fasten in the shadows uh, of the ribs 
and you can't tell since the screws were also coated in the same stuff, you couldn't tell where the screws were. And I was like, okay. And they gave us those and we ended up getting big, right? And, you know, they were really awesome to us. And, and uh, we were doing millions and dollars of, you know, sales for them. Um, and they were really good to us the entire time. And then I had ASC machinery um, out of Spokane, Washington, make me custom machines that would make um, the exact same panel. You know what's crazy? That sometimes I can't wrap my head around. Even when I tell customers I'm nervous about what they're going to say, is the underlayment. How, how'd you find underlayment from the UK that gets shipped over here? At, it's just mind-blowing. So under uh, underlayment, um, it is what goes underneath the roofing, whether you're going to do shingles, um, cedar shake, uh, metal, slate, anything. It goes, it's the first barrier, and it's basically just a waterproofing agent. Um, I found ours, which comes out of the UK, um, called Vent 3. I found it through my last company that I worked for in in-home sales. Um, unfortunately they weren't, they were, we were selling that product. Um, but they, that's not what they were providing to the customers. Cause it's easy. I mean, I can tell you that, you know, that's, you know, the finest drink and all the land right there. You don't see me pour that. You don't know what it is. It's just works the same way. And it's just a sheet of paper or felt or synthetic that goes over your roof. You're not gonna be able to tell if you're a customer that doesn't know what you're talking about. And so I did some research into them, and then I found a company that supplied it here in America. It comes out of Pico, Ohio, um, and I just started with it. It was the highest rate. There's a couple other um, products that are like it on the market, but this is the only one that comes from the UK, and their stuff is amazing. Um, and basically why it, why it is anything to talk about, the underlayment that goes under metal roofing, is because it does two things. One, waterproof, right? So if there's a chance that any kind of liftage or anything that would happen during the course of that roof's lifetime, the house will remain waterproof. Uh, but then there's a problem of moisture, right? And so you have moisture that comes in the roof and it's a one-way permeable. So it's waterproof on top um, and then it allows moisture to seep through the synthetic um, part of it and, and go and run down the edge of the roof because the roof will condensate, right? If you've ever had um, like my drink here that is condensating and the bubbles that are around that. Um, that's what happens on the underneath of the panel because your your house is either cold or hot and the, and the metal's a different temperature. So basically what happens is that that water runs down the back, hits the underlayment and runs out the bottom of the panel. So it's, it's super important to do that. It is probably three times more expensive than the next best thing, but we've never had a problem. I mean, <laughs> never had a problem. It's insane. I think I love when it shows up and every time it just says U.S. on it. Every time I get a kick Oh, yeah, out like the, they're, the shipping labels are like, it's coming to the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's, it's not huge here. It's not huge here. Um, but it is a really nice product. Um, you know, I, I always tell customers, I mean, do your research, you know. Yeah. All my products, 50-year screws. Um, the panel's made by us, so you're gonna have to take our word for it. Um, but um, <laughs> there's a video. You talk to SDI or something like that. Um, the under laminate, obviously, I forget what the warranty on that, but it's 50 it's years. huge. Um, and just been super successful. That that program running that same thing and not deviating. I think a lot of times that 
you run into when you're at houses like people want different things. They want they want uh, they want shingles. They want slate. They want cedar shake. They want some sort of shingle, uh, stamp metal, um, barn panel. They want so many different things. We only do our metal roof, and we do offer still to this day uh, a stamp product, but we don't move that many of them. Um, they're more of a higher end um, sort of deal for like golf courses and people that live in those that can't take a barn panel on their roof. Um, but we only do our metal roof. I mean, what would you say that 99% of everything we've ever done was just our panel? I, I don't like the look of stamp. Yeah. Don't believe in it. Yeah, you great don't. Product. You don't. You don't I mean, it's a great product. I mean, I either zero. way you cut it, it's just like you can drive um, a Kia Soul to work. Yeah, and you can drive a Mercedes S Class to work. They're generally going to do the same things. One is what you want, and one is what you you need to get to work. Well, I would say our panels are a little bit nicer than a Kia Soul, but I will say Kia. I'm Soul, just saying there's but, options when you when you go and talk about metal roofing. There's there's definitely options. I think the biggest difference is like one seventy thousand and one's. 20,000, right? That's why stamps so hard to sell is it's so our expensive. Stamp. Our stamp. Our stamp. Yeah, I mean there's stamp. definitely products. Don't do che- don't few, do cheap stuff though. There's a there's a few competitors here in town that will offer almost for the same price or cheaper um, than our metal um, for stamped. Uh, but it's just not the same thing without getting into semantics. You know, it's just not the same. But Decker is the longest stamped company in America. Yep. I mean if you're going to do it, do it right. I'm not going anywhere. Do it right. Do it right. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Man, I'm I'm here all night. I've had a long week. But talk about uh, talk about it. cigars. Yeah, you're a huge cigar guy. How many cigars do you think you own now? I mean, do I have my possession, or do you think how many cigars I smoke a day? Well, let's start with possession. Um, I probably possess. Yeah, two big humidors. Over five thousand. Over yeah. five thousand. Over five thousand cigars. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about how many do you think you smoke a day average? Four every four day. day. Four every day. Why? Just I just like I think it's classy. Um I think it people judge you if you smoke cigarettes. And yeah. uh That's a great point. It calms me. I can do this while I work. I mean I'll do it if you know you've seen me interview people before and I will smoke a cigar while I interview people. It's part of who I am. How many people would look at you nasty if you lit up a pack of cigarettes? Maybe not nasty, but it definitely just says different things. Smells different. Smells different. One smells good, one doesn't. So, I mean. How many bangs do you drink a day? You're putting all my business out here. I'm putting all your business out here. Four. Four bangs a day. I know that's. Don't drink four bangs a day. Service announcement. Yeah, it's not healthy for you at all. Thank God I'm 350 pounds and probably... You're getting that. in shape, though. You're getting in shape. We, all, we work out every day. Um, you hired a personal fitness trainer? Fitness is, is huge Yeah, for us. I mean, it doesn't... Right I mean, now? I am right huge, now. and fitness is part You're of You're down 20 life. pounds. 20 pounds. 18. Though. Let's not... We round it up. Well, it's easier to round so, up. Sounds better for you. Um, but, yeah. How'd you do it? Uh, Was it showing up or eating healthy? What do you think's more it's important? Diet. diet? It's diet. I mean, we have a personal trainer and stuff that comes works out. We have a gym here at the facility, but I think that uh, I think it's diet 100%. And like you on the road all the time, how hard is it not to eat? Because you travel, we travel within a two hour radius of Fort Wayne um, to service our customers. 60,000 miles a year. 70, is that what maybe. the 60 average to is? 70, yeah. Give I haven't been take. on the road a while. So. Probably 80 this year because of Jimmy. 
but yeah what uh what's the difficulties of being um out there on the road you know and the choices that you have to make besides the drivers i mean eating healthy is, is probably the, the hardest thing you know it's they talk about boredom eating i mean hop in your car with your lunch for 30 minutes and next thing you know you eat the whole thing and then what do you do at two o'clock when you have a three and a six what sounds good arby's mcdonald's or gas station food yeah what are you gonna do there's always a subway too what do you do you can only eat so much what do i do yeah, oh, what do you do depends on the day some days might be two Big Macs, might be mozzarella sticks. Never gas station food. Beef jerky, though. Never gas station food? Well, beef jerky. That's not made at a gas station. Some pizzas. Are you eating food that was made at a gas station? Do you count the pizza as made at the gas station? Yeah. I mean, it's made there, but... Yeah, it's made there. Yeah, so you do eat gas sometimes, station sometimes. I don't say you're a bad person for that. I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person for that. But you got to do what you got to do. You don't eat so much Subway. Yeah, we have people that work here that... Uh, they make great dogs. money and they just love gas station hot dogs. Just that cannot be good long term. Yeah, I could eat McDonald's every day though. I could eat McDonald's. Every Sounds day. so trashy when you say it. It's okay. You're a trash person. It's okay. I drive seventy thousand miles a year. I'm almost a trucker. If this ever fails, I'm a trucker. You're a trucker. You could do that. Give me a hat and a, and a semi. Let's give the people some advice. Um. On. Maybe sales. You're 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 pretty successful. Let me talk you up a little bit. Let me give you your accolades. Uh, five or so years in the game um, with me, and uh, weren't the best when you started. Came up through the ranks. Depending on how you break down the numbers, number one or two. Okay, definitely number one. Definitely I mean, how, how you much break we do last year. We we did a bunch, and uh, and okay. how you break it down, you're either number one and two. What do you one. think? When you go into someone's house and you explain them our product, and and you come up with a with a uh, solution to protect their home and their roof or their windows or whatever, what do you think that makes you different than the next guy that's going to come right after you? You know, they go to a home show and they sign up for thirty different people all at the home show, all pretty much generally in the same field. What makes you? Why do they? What do they buy from you? Why do they buy from us when you go there? Passion. It's passion passion of knowing what I believe in. I have this roof on my own personal house. That's true. So um, a lot of people understand if I'm putting on my own product, how many people do you know that have their own product they sell? Unless they're getting something like a demo from a car lot. Most people don't. It's Pat. It's I, be, I think Ooh, people buy be. from me because they believe in me. You ever show them pictures of your house? All the time. Every yeah. house. Every time I'm like, this roof is also on my own house. Since it's been on my house, show everybody. And guess what? moment they see it i've never had anybody ever question me though they're like yeah like is that show me your license yeah and let's look up your property which i'm fine with i've claimed on zillow waiting for somebody to do it but nobody's ever done it. i've always waited for them to be like oh is that actually your house so besides that you have it on your own house and then you have some you know some passion for this because we do i mean yeah. we're best friends and all the people that work here that i'm best friends with we all do work super, super hard to make all this stuff work. But, like, generally, like, there's going to be another guy or another girl. It's 2023. Yeah. Um, what do you think that, you know, they're thinking uh, when you show up? And then what do you think when they when 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 you leave? What are, what are they thinking? Yeah. So um, you got to you buy from people that that you like and you love. Right. It's, it's very similar. You brought up about the car lot earlier. 
right? What do they have different? We have a lot more going for us. Factory, the machines, we make it. Yeah, cool. Most customers don't care about that. Maybe no, they do. I, I would say that. 60 70% probably could care less. I would say that's fair. Yeah. I think a lot of people care about the, when I say passion, I'm not saying passion for the company. I'm passionate in the product. I'm passionate that I give these people my personal number. I want you to call me. Yeah. I want you to know that if you call me at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to answer. And you do answer. I mean, I think I earlier you told me that we had uh, we knocked a stovepipe loose or something like that. Yeah. And they called you right away, and we had somebody out there same day, and we go to fix it. You know, things like that happen. But you're that accessible. You're not a part of, like, when we... When I was in houses and, and selling stuff, you know, there's a difference between buying from me and buying from like a Best Buy. Yeah, Best Buy you can generally trust, right? Mm-hmm. You like Best Buy, I like Best Buy. But when you buy an LG washer and it inevitably breaks, you know, or something like that, Samsung. let's just Samsung. Yeah. I, went, I instantly LG. regretted saying LG. LG's great. I, I I love LG. Um, that is the Samsung TV, but that was before I made the change. Well, Samsung TVs, fine. Well, oh, you had that trouble. I had I had, I had the trouble. So sorry. LG, and also disclaimer: we're not talking smack about any, any of the TVs, of just so I don't get in trouble for my first podcast. But anybody at all, if you buy a dishwasher or something like that of a brand like Samsung, and then you have issues with it, which inevitably you will, you can call Best Buy; they don't care. You know, you you might not get the right person; they might not have the information that you need, or they refer you to the manufacturer. We're everything in one house. And I'm the person that facilitates everything. You know, you know everybody's name besides maybe the newest, newest canvassers, the newest metal roofers that we have. You know everybody's name. You can call someone right now and be like, hey, Mari, go fix this pipe boot, blah, blah, blah. I have a customer out in Frankfurt or, or whatever. Alex, Caleb, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think the, the biggest thing is, and it's a lot of leadership from you, is knowing no matter what, we're going to fix it. As yeah. I tell customers. I'll lose we're, money. We're not giving you no I'll money back, money. but we'll fix everything. We'll fix I'll every single thing. And I, I, I say to like Samsung or, or and disclaimer, we're not talking about any of these companies, but any company in general, right? If something goes wrong, what do you want? You want to fix it, right? There's a there's a gutter company here that's that's national, and they charge, they the customers paid seven dollars $8,000 for gutters, and they still charged them Thirteen hundred dollars to take the toppers off, put them back on. That'll be in one of our future podcasts. When we talk about problems with installing a new roofing system, whether it be shingles or metal or whatever, and if you have existing gutter guards and and how to overcome that. But um, that's definitely one of the things that we go through is when you have to deal with third party vendors, and uh, we're just different in that aspect. Like you can call, like I'm accessible. Like if you hit the right numbers on our call machine, you can get my go right to my cell phone. What's that number? <laughs> but like it'll go right to my right to my phone. I already get enough spam calls yeah. every day. I um, call you ten times a day. Did you really like the people that you work with? Most of them depends on the day. Yeah, it's. I would say the worst part about the job is driving. The worst I, part about your job is driving. driving. We talk about yeah. the best. Let's talk about the worst. Let's. The worst part about the job is driving, and it's not even. I think it's just because you see the same things every day. You know, it's just like I guess why people Although, live in New York. Side note, we go to towns that we still, after six years, have never been to. Still in two-hour radius. That's true. I can't believe when they do, you know, another roof, and it's like Arcadia, Indiana. I know exactly where where it's at. Yeah, we know exactly where it's at now. 
but before. You know what's crazier to me? We go to all these cities all the time, still follow GPS no matter what. They'll be like Main Street, no clue where it's at. Yeah. No clue where it's at. How our parents got around is... On an atlas. Atlas, those pieces of paper, MapQuest. My dad said that to me the other day. He goes, make sure you pull into the city and grab an atlas. Did you turn on the TV? No, it just has a mind of its own. There's Samsung for you. There's Samsung for you. We were just talking about that. Yeah, my dad's so stuck in his ways for with the with the maps. My stepmom still thinks you have to buy an app on your phone. You might have to. There might be something that you have to buy. No. She, she, any app. Any Think app. going forward um, for our next podcast and stuff, um, I'd like to see some comments, whether you see this on YouTube or you see clips of this on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. Are we getting on TikTok? Um, those kind of things. I hope that we'll have some questions that people generally want to understand about metal roofing, windows, soft fascia gutters, all that good stuff. Because we're just winging it right now. We're winging it. We have no, there's nothing in here. There's no questions, anything like that. Um, I'm just going to interview certain employees, um, whoever wants to be on the podcast, and generally have them on and have an interview where you get to know them and and hopefully you see Zach in, in one of your um, roofing appointments or windows or soft fascia gutters in the YouTube. near future. You will be YouTube famous. Maybe even show this video. Or TikTok. I like TikTok better. You're not into it. I love TikTok. Um, any closing statements that you think that? Uh, uh, this is this is the channel for any questions you have. We're going to answer honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of information. There's so many podcasts. But there's a, there. How many talk about contractors? I mean, we're, we know I mean, the ends and outs, the goods, the bads. What do we see? We're going we're gonna to try to figure it all out. If you have questions, reach out. We want to answer them because I think it's giving with the people what they want, servicing our customers. Giving uh, the people what they want. Don't ever do that again. Do it every time I'm on here. But, uh, yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs>